up next, the Astrology Hour on KFOX, so don't touch that dial, okay? Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s. On KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternatives. <laughs> oh my God! I woke up this morning. I said, "Wait a minute! Is it Friday? Is it is it Saturday? No, it is it Thursday? No, oh, you gotta be joking! It's Monday! Oh no, no! I didn't want to hear that. Not Monday again! Oh." But Mondays are so... Oh. Yeah, that's what happens. Well, at least it's no forecast Monday, huh? That's not so bad, right? Well, we're going to do a topic today on these heavy cardinal transits that are upon us. A lot of people are freaking out right now. Uh, hey, I'm here to tell you. I want you to know that if you were born in the 40s or the 50s and you feel strange... I'm with you. <laughs> I'm there with you, folks. Yeah, we do have a very strange phenomena going on. This uh, Mars and Aries is square Neptune and Capricorn. Venus and Cancer also square and oppose them both. And we got the moon going into Capricorn in the next, actually, few hours. So we are talking about heavy cardinal transits, which is what today's topic is all about. A lot of you are littered with Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn planets in your chart. If that is true, then you may be pushing a panic button this week. We are talking about one heavy emotional period. And a lot of times, of course, it's difficult, if not impossible, to remain spiritual when you're going through force changes, emotional changes, temperamental people in your life, your temperamental, impulsiveness, accidents, worries, deadlines, all kinds of strange occurrences. So that is really going to be an exciting topic for us to cover today. Now, I know for a fact that this subject matter on KFOX on the Astrology Hour, astrology, metaphysics, karma concepts, philosophies of God, are very complex and complicated. I don't claim to know it all, but I will try to help you wade through it. <laughs> so if you do have either comments, today is a day to participate as far as adding something to a past topic we've done, or if you have questions as far as astrology is concerned or metaphysics, our karma, then now's the time to call. I'm the teacher, you're the student, I'm the student, you're the teacher. We learn off of each other. Now, wasn't it a weird weekend? I don't know if everybody sensed some of the strangeness over the weekend, but it's all due from the cardinal transits. I think people get impatient, they get impulsive, they get nervous, they get depressed, frustrated, they feel downtrodden, they feel irritable, sensitive. People are actually, they're impulsive, they're compulsive. Do you know, because so many of us have Neptune in Libra, and so many of us have Uranus in Cancer, many of us have Saturn in Libra, <laughs> some of us have Saturn in Cancer, right? Some of us have Saturn in Aries and Saturn in Capricorn, right? A lot of you having Saturn returns. For example, many people turning 29 and 30 and 31 are going through this Saturn return period right now. And frankly, people are kind of pushing the panic button right now because they're scared. Now, I think a big key for this transit, for this today's topic is called heavy cardinal transits, is that people feel lost and they feel lonely. Now, if you want to try to identify when a family grouping like the cardinal signs, and if you don't know what the cardinal signs are, there's one from each element. 
The elements are fire, earth, air, and water. So we pull one sign out of each element. Aries is the fire cardinal, and Capricorn is the earth cardinal, and then Cancer is the water cardinal, and Libra is the air cardinal. And basically, whereas within the elements, fire complements fire, and air complements air, and water complements water, and earth complements earth as far as free flow of energy, when we talk about the three families, cardinal, fixed, and mutable, we are talking about stress families. See, the elements, fire, earth, air, and water, are complement families. And cardinal, fixed, and mutable, which are called sine quadruplicities, sine quadruplicities, they are called stress families. So what we do is, in the fixed family, for example, we call them the stubborn ones. The fixed fire is Leo, fixed earth is Taurus, fixed air is Aquarius, and fixed water is Scorpio, and they will stress each other out. They are called the stubborn ones. They sometimes are controllers and leaders and such, so they argue with each other. The mutables, okay, the mutable family, meaning mutable fire, which is Sag, and mutable air, which is Gemini, mutable earth, which is Virgo, mutable water, which is Pisces, they're so open-minded, sometimes they're too open-minded, they're borderline confused, so they confuse each other. Now, the cardinals, they are called the go-getters. They're the ambitious ones. They're the ones that are volunteers and ones that like to stay busy or like to get things done. And like I say, Aries is cardinal fire, and also cardinal earth is Capricorn, cardinal air is Libra, and cardinal water is Cancer. Now, what happens is when we get a transit, when planets in the sky enter a grouping for one of these families, like Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, or Libra, then we have stress affecting planets in our chart that are in Aries, Cancer, Capricorn, and Libra. This week, we happen to have an overdose of planets in those signs. Not just one sign. See, like, if you have an overdose of planets in one sign, then that could stress the rest of the cardinals out. But three of the four cardinal signs are filled with planets. Venus is in Cancer, Mars is in Aries, Neptune is in Capricorn, and the moon, which moves so quickly, which acts as a trigger, is going into Capricorn for two and a half days to set all this stuff off. So if you've been feeling something about to hit, when the Capricorn moon hits, that's when things strike. Now, like I say, a lot of us have Saturn and Libra, Neptune and Libra, Saturn and Cancer, Saturn and Capricorn, Saturn and Aries, Uranus and Cancer, and so forth. And a lot of us are Cancer moons, Cancer risings, Aries risings. If you have anything in your chart, Aries, Cancer, Libra, or Capricorn, any planets, sun, moon, or rising sign, and especially if you have what we call cardinal stress, which means you have two or more of those four signs, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, then you qualify for this topic. And what we're talking about today is we're talking about sudden, unexpected, emotional upheaval and or transition or transformation. Now, the way that I try to prove to you that astrology works is sometimes to let you know ahead of time before something hits. And I am warning you, I am telling you right now, and this is a dated show, right, August 22nd, 1988, that the moon is going to go into Capricorn and it's going to oppose Venus tomorrow at 9.06 p.m and square Mars at 2.19 p.m., and conjunct Neptune at 7.52 a.m., so we are having a heavy cardinal transit tomorrow all day long with this Capricorn moon, and that means that a lot of people could be in for a jolt or a shock. Obviously, if you know someone that has a lot of cardinal planets, or you yourself, like me, I have a lot of cardinal planets, right? (laughs) I have Mars in Libra, Neptune in Libra, rising in Libra, and Venus in Cancer, so I can feel this energy. I can see it. And people I know and love that also have cardinal planets. My dad's loaded with cardinals. He hasn't been feeling good. My friend Bruce's been loaded with cardinals. He's been freaking out. 
Uh, my friend Roger's been kind of uptight, but good things are happening for him. I've got a lot of Cardinals, and things have been kind of tense for me. I have Mars in Libra, so I'm having a Venus square Mars and a Mars opposed Mars this week with a Moon square Mars. All that stress on my Mars, a lot of times Mars ruling accidents and enemies in my chart, and also uh, clumsiness or instability or personal energy. I am showed a need to be calm and relaxed and emotionally stable this week. <laughs> We're going to fight for that emotional stability, right? So most of you, I'd say 80 to 90% of you, either have these heavy cardinal planets in your chart, or you know someone, <clears throat> or you live with someone, or you're married to someone, or you have a mother or a father, okay, that has a heavy cardinal chart. Like President Reagan happens to have a heavy cardinal chart, in case you're wondering. That's right. This type of week, of course, with focus on tomorrow, and maybe next Monday when the moon goes into Aries, and then the following Monday when the moon goes into Cancer, all this period, we are going to have Venus in Cancer, Mars in Aries. Mercury will be going into Libra by the end of this month. There's another cardinal transit. Already got Neptune in Capricorn, and then with the moon jumping around to all the, the cardinal moons, Cancer, Aries, Libra, and Capricorn, we are showing a lot of changes. We have to take a look at what Cancer, Libra, Aries, and Capricorn rule to understand how our lives are going to be affected. First of all, cancer rules the emotions. So this is a key. Emotions should be riding high for almost everyone you know. And tempers should be flaring. A lot of impulsiveness. A lot of compulsiveness, too. Like compulsive eating, compulsive drinking, compulsive shopping, impulsive stuff like that. Libra is an energy that rules relationships and partnerships and balance and negotiation, paperwork, getting things done, getting things completed. So there's another energy that could be subjected to this heavy transit by the cardinals. Capricorn is an energy that rules career. So a lot of people may be losing their jobs or dealing with heavy career frustration. If you're unemployed, then you may be pushing a panic button right about now. There might be something down deep, deep inside of you that is so lost, so lonely, so frustrated that you'd actually uh, like to try to do anything you can to turn this around. But in a way, because of the heavy transit, it's like, you're up against the wall here. You're darned if you do. You're darned if you don't. It's like you don't want to work at McDonald's or as a garbage collector or you don't want to do certain things. But then again, the things you want to do are not within your reach. It's like somebody that's dreaming of being a famous actor. Right. <laughs> it might take a while, but you're going to do it. Somebody dreams of winning the lotto. Right. You know, like some of this stuff may even be impossible to manifest. So during cardinal transits, when Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn are affected, then a lot of times we are asked to be more realistic, more logical, more patient. Count to 10, count to 20, think things out, write things down, don't fly off the handle, right? And then there's the Aries, right? Aries is an energy that basically a vibration that rules personal energy and triggers the separation or breakups between Libra and Aries or can also trigger the flare-up or the career failure from between Aries and Capricorn or the emotional outburst between Aries and Cancer. So oftentimes the way we use astrology to its best use, in my opinion, is like weather. We're able to forecast the weather every day on TV. In astrology, we can also forecast a storm. And this is called a heavy cardinal transit. And a lot of people you know and love have heavy cardinal aspects, like Capricorn, like Libra. A lot of you have Neptune and Libra in the 40s and 50s, of course. And so you're right in the middle of a lot of major disappointment, especially concerning relationships because of this aspect. Mars is opposed my Neptune. So past two, three weeks during this transit, actually, my life has been filled with lots of letdowns, but because I'm an astrologer, I'm able to rise above it, right? Wrong. <laughs> Sometimes even when you're an astrologer and a transit hits, 
it's still difficult to control it. So what do you do, Farley? You know, the question is, oh, buddy, what do you do now that we know about this transit? How are we supposed to overcome it? Well, a lot of times, one of the reasons why I always say astrology is so important is not only can we follow the happier times in life, but we can also be aware when transition is upon us, when metamorphosis is upon us, when major life focus is upon us, when we are being shown our reflection of obsession, our selfishness, our lost desire, our impossible dreams, impossible challenges are revealed to us. And during these transits, when we lose careers, when we get angry or upset or feel futility due to situations that are beyond our control, our situations that are lost, when we lose relationships or when they're shown to us that they're maybe not as possible as we thought, or when we feel childlike and immature from the Aries vibration, right? A lot of times, if not always, we are being shown a part of ourself, a karma within ourself that is not positive, a part of our nature, a part of our personality that is meant to be processed, channeled, and let go of. And when you find out about this stuff, what do you do? Well, a lot of times during the heavy cardinal transits, what I find most likely to do is to try to center myself, try to remain stable, try to balance myself, try to meditate and pray and use affirmations and visualizations, identify these obsessions I might have, understand that maybe it's time for endings. That's another key when you're dealing with these four signs, Aries, Libra, Cancer, and Capricorn, and they're all being set off. A lot of times things are taken from us or we can't just can't have them. So it's time for us to learn how to say goodbye. It's time for us to learn to recognize an ending, to prepare for a new beginning, and therefore be able to process our lives and evolve from same. So during these transits, we are being given an excellent opportunity to evolve, process, evolve, and grow. And that's why I love and embrace any and all transits in astrology, defining this information that is coming through to help us understand the philosophy of how life works in this dimension on this planet. These cardinal transits, they never fail to amuse me. When Saturn was in Libra a few years ago, like back in 1982, 1983, thereabouts, 1981, God, my life was really changing like crazy. (laughs) I actually freaked out. When Saturn went into early Libra and squared my Venus, I broke up with someone, and I was very sad. I was very upset. My cancer planet was set off. I really learned what it meant when a planet went through a cardinal sign. It's already freaky enough that Mars is going to be drifting in Aries for another four or five months through December, right? But the fact that right now Venus is also in Cancer to set off that Mars in Aries and that Neptune's going to be in Capricorn still another eight or nine years, whenever there is an Aries transit, things do get kind of freaky. These heavy Aries transits are going to continue when Sun goes into Libra with Mercury, which will retrograde in Libra in September, late September, right? Mars will stay in Aries in retrograde. And then we'll have all the Libra planets, Sun and Libra, Mercury and Libra retrograde, Neptune will remain in Capricorn. And then when that's all over, by the turn of next year, Saturn and Uranus will both go into Capricorn again. And then by December, we'll have Mercury and we'll have Sun going into Capricorn, plus Venus by January, right? It seems like all these cardinal transits are hitting like crazy. If you think about it, Venus in Cancer and Mars in Aries and Neptune in Capricorn now with the Moon joining it. Later in the year, Saturn and Uranus will join Neptune and Capricorn, and Saturn will remain there for two years, Uranus for about six or seven. Then we'll have Sun, Mercury, and Mars. A lot of people are going through rebirth from these transits. We are talking about major rebirth. A lot of you are being prepared to become a different person. I actually feel it in myself. I feel something is happening to Farley that is going to totally... I've already changed my hairstyle and my way of life. I've changed my attitude and my diet and what I eat. 
I've gone through so many changes that people say to themselves, what's next? Well, it depends what the problem is. It depends what the karma or what the obsession is. It depends actually what is going on, what you're reaching for. You could be reaching for something in your diet that's not good for you. You could be obsessed with coffee, obsessed with sugar, obsessed with smoking, obsessed with alcohol. Maybe your body will tell you something karmically. Maybe you'll get a few symptoms that will either instruct you to detox and meditate and center, or if you don't do that, to the doctor and to the scalpel. <laughs> and people go, oh no, Farley, we want to try some surgery alternatives here. You know, but I'm sorry, that's what happens. If you don't take care of yourself, of your body, of the temple of your soul, and of things in your life now, you know, one of those things Neptune rules in Capricorn and Neptune in Libra, a lot of people are having Neptune square Neptune, is strange health ailments. So health is something we need to stay on top of and to maintain and to protect the body. Say, I'm going berserk. I think I've been in one of the more pure states I've ever been in. Gosh, I haven't had any real meat for months here. And except for a minor occasion, I think I had some tuna and made me sick. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I've really been good the last four or five months. And I really felt a change. Some of the aches and pains I had have really gone away. And I've dropped a few pounds here and uh, actually feel a lot better. feel my aura strength. And I've gotten better rest at night. There's things here that I learn. I live and learn. And I use this show to try to improve my life and hopefully try to help others improve their lives. So I want you to know when heavy cardinal transits occur, then many times being shown that we are going too fast and we need to slow the freight train down or we need to take a look at some of these habits and routines and obsessions and people that are not good for us and they need to be processed out. And if things happen to you that seem bad, they're not. Cardinal transits are not bad transits. Many times we are shown that this is a part of our life that is over and a smart, realistical, logical person will let go, process, and evolve and grow. I say, more than anything else, if you want to be happy in life, retain a positive, powerful, spiritual perspective and priority. Love thyself. Work on that self-esteem. Work on that image, that self-image, right? Work on that self-respect. If you learn to love yourself and learn to improve your self-image and your self-respect, if you learn to nurture and embrace that God spark, that God particle, that messianic force that's inside of you, hey, you can overcome anything on this planet or off this planet and rise up above these transits and also rise up above any kind of influence on this earth, whether it's astrological or not. That's my opinion, but at least it works for me. So be forewarned, because I just want to let people know about these heavy cardinal transits, and we're right in the middle of it. We are right in the middle of this cardinal garbage. It's like you're about ready to bomb a city, and all of a sudden, a bunch of flak hits. I don't know if you know what flak is. It's anti-aircraft. <laughs> they're trying to shoot your plane down. Well, they're trying to shoot your plane down right now, and they've got you targeted in, kid. So you better be aware of that. I think people that listen to the Astrology Hour are fortunate more than almost anyone in the world because they get to hear these weather reports as they happen and before they happen. So many times we tell you things ahead of time here on the Astrology Hour. We warn you about general things like earthquakes, like space shuttle explosions, like major events that are going to affect the whole world or transitions. Today's topic is dedicated to those of you that are having personal transition. So when you have this major effect happen this week, you'll call me Thursday, you'll call me Wednesday, you'll call me maybe tomorrow or Friday, you'll go, Farley, you're right. I did just go through a major breakup or career letdown. I do have heavy cardinals. I'm glad you let me know what it meant. And now I can rise above it and be more positive and confident with my life and with my love and such. Self-esteem, self-image, self-respect, and spirit of God. That's all what it's about, in my opinion. And it works for me. I think it should work for you, too. That's a good show for us sending off the Leo vibration as the sun leaves Leo today, this afternoon. And that will be the final Leo vibration until 
Venus enters Leo in September. So we got one left. I'm Farley. This is the Astrology Hour, KFOX 93.5 FM. We are heard weekdays at 12 noon. We are public supported. So thank God and God bless you for your support. Looks like must be Andy on line one. Andy, are you there? I'm here. Somebody's playing games with me. Hello. What can we do for you, Andy? Oh, hi, Charlie. First, I want to tell you that I think you're infinitely intelligent and very funny. <laughs> Why am I so funny? Because you are. Everything you say is just funny. I get, I'm amused. <laughs> but um, anyway, you talked about everything I was thinking about today. I feel like you were tapping into my brain. I don't know if this. I don't know if you want to rule this question out or not. I'm a Virgo with a Scorpio rising. I, I think I'm on the verge of starting my own business. I'm an artist, and um, I want to be very, very successful. And I want to just commit all of my time to just my art. I'm involved in something now, but um, what kind of artist are you? Abstract. I do large oils. And okay, you know what you have to do. You have to put yourself into a deep, deep prosperity trance. Okay, which means going about four or five thousand feet altitude, fasting on juice or water for about a day, getting yourself real high, and then going into a lotus meditation where you can actually become one with God and in the center of the universe. Mm -hmm. And then get into an intense visualization where you see yourself as a well received, successful, famous abstract artist. Mm -hmm. Because see, there's so much competition in any field like art or show business yeah, or music, absolutely. the people that make that, if they're not blessed or gift with a destiny factor, they really need to get into a visualization process. And because I'm not doing readings today, this is the best way I can help you yeah. become a successful artist. Mm -hmm. The fasting helps for me. Some people can't do it, but it, it helps for me because I have more chakra control. And when you flower yourself, you're more into your God self and God creates. So when you're in a visualization stasis like that, then you are God and you were able to create. Maybe you can create a nice career in art field, okay? Right. When you're a success, I want to know about it. I want 10%. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Chris on line three. Hi, Chris. Hi, Farley. How are you? I'm a little bit of a spaz today. But okay. A little bit of a spaz? I, I, I haven't heard that since, wait a minute, high school, I don't know. I think it must be my Jupiter and Libra. <laughs> a little bit of a spaz. I don't know. There's a lot of people like that, that people, th you know, they, they actually, well, never mind. Okay, what can we do for you? Okay, uh, this is sort of a serious question. I want to know about people in comas, whether you can tell whether they will ever come out of it and what happens to their chart. I know when you said they die, it goes blank, but what happens to these comatose people? And can, they, can you predict waking up for them? Well, there's a couple things involved from what I have researched about comatose people. First of all, uh, the brain may be damaged to a point where the spirit is unable to animate the body. That's one thing. So it could be a biological effect where the spirit is there and it's connected to the body, but it just can't get through it. It can't express itself in this vehicle because the vehicle's been damaged to a point where expression is impossible. In that case, where some people are said to be brain dead, that's a very, very real possibility. The other thing also is that sometimes a comatose situation is so karmic where sometimes a person's lesson here is to be caught between life and between death in a situation where as long as the body is alive and the battery is still alive, then there still is a connection between the body and the astral cord that holds the soul to it. So being in a coma for a long state is going to definitely be in a frustrated state because it's got to say something about the quality and the specialness of life and also the quality and the specialness of life beyond. So many times I think people that go into coma karma <laughs> would be in a training state or an evolutionary state that is metaphysically very complicated. And, of course, 
definitely is very karmic for loved ones that are around or involved with the person in the coma. Do you know someone or have you ever been in a coma? I have a friend who's been in a coma for about eight years. and She was real self-destructive prior to the accident to put her in that condition. And they've let her stay alive for eight years? She's not on life support. Um, they just feed her and exercise her, and she's that's it. How old is she? She's 30. And do they have hope that she'll come out? I don't think there's much hope, but the family, they're real attached to her, and, you know, they keep her in the home, and, you know, obviously, can you do with this person? Do you visit her? She's in a different state. I oh. haven't had contact with her since prior to the accident. She was my roommate, my brother's girlfriend. And <laughs> what kind of self-destructive behavior did she have? A lot of alcohol and drugs. Mm -hmm. And a psychic told her that she was supposed to die a violent death before she turned 30, and that was really weird. Yeah, well, it kind of says something, doesn't it? I guess when you abuse life that much, and it's not your karma to abuse life like that, then unfortunately you have to go through a, uh, a death-like experience that is near death that can be so painful for those around you more than you because obviously she must not feel much. Right. If she's in a coma, physically she doesn't feel much, but astrally her spirit's out there probably watching her body and waiting to be freed. It's almost like being a slave to the body, if you know what I mean. Yeah. It's that long sleep where you can't get back in, so it's kind of scary. Yeah. Thank you for that question. Thanks, Carly. Bye-bye. Fran is online, too. Hello, Fran. Yes. Uh, you were talking about people that have heavy cardinal in their horoscope. What about those that are lacking the cardinal emphasis, period? Is anything going on with them, or are we just at a standstill? Well, everyone's affected by the transit, because whether you have cardinal in your chart or you're lacking it, odds are that you know someone that's a heavy cardinal person. And in a way, even if you're not having direct cardinal stress, there's a good chance that one or more of your planets would be set off through what's called an inconjunct or a quinx, which means that most everybody is affected by these cardinal transits, although some of us aren't as affected as intensely so. Another thing to know, Fran, is that all of us have houses, and these cardinal squares that are going on in T-squares are still going on inside of our houses, which do show disruptions and changes in our lives, even though they might not be as intense as those of us with cardinal planets. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you have Aries house and a Cancer house, right now you have a planet moving through that are squaring each other, so that could disrupt situations in that house, whether it's affecting your chart or not. Mm -hmm. Okay? Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Holly now on line four. Hi. Hi, Farley. How are you doing? Excellent. How are you? I'm doing great. When do these crazy transits start? Well, these transits actually have been going on for quite some time, and they let off for a little bit. Because early this year, Saturn and Uranus were in Capricorn, and then they retrograded, and they went back into Sag. So things got kind of quiet for a while. And then Mars was in Capricorn part of this year, went into Aquarius, then Pisces. And then finally, around July, Mars jumped into Aries, and Mercury jumped into Cancer, and the Sun jumped into Cancer, and Venus followed into Cancer. So these things have been hitting, but not as hard as I feel they can be hit this week. Oh, wow, because Friday... Um... My car was hit, and the same day I was asked to go to Jamaica with the trip all paid for. I'm thinking, one nightmare and then ecstasy. This is great. <laughs> I, mean, I couldn't decide what was going on, but I love it. Yeah, a lot of times we do have the agony and the ecstasy transit occur, but this thing with auto insurance and cars, they should have a law in California that says that once an insurance company takes a client on, they can't cancel. Because a lot of times... As soon as you have an accident, you get a notice from your insurance company the next week. You're canceled. And it's like, come on. You take my money until I don't have an accident. Then when I finally need you, you say, I'm out of here. 
Then you get stopped by a cop and you get a ticket for not having insurance and you get your license pulled. Right. So living in California is definitely like Russian roulette when it comes to cars. And, and these type of transits actually pit us all against each other. It's like car wars. <laughs> and what, it, what we should be doing is just boycotting the insurance companies. But so many people are so greedy. First thing you do when you have an accident so many times is sue. And you really don't sue for a logical enough reason. I've got a, a, some guy hit me on a bicycle, right? He hit me on a bicycle. He's been suing me for like $15,000 for three years. I was like driving down the street. I was on thump, you know, and then a lawsuit. And I go, great. This is, isn't it? Next I'll be hit by a camel or something, you know. My sister's getting sued because the person said that they lost their taste. How do you prove that out? They lost their taste. They lost their taste. Sounds like bad taste to me. Yeah, so that's unique. Uh, so, try that. Now, this is my question. Uh, yeah. When a planet is in a sign, it rules. That's a good sign, right? That's like it's exalted. It rules it, yeah. Okay, well, with Mars in Aries right now, right? Yeah. And then it's in Leo. Well, my Mars is in Leo. Oh, that's good for you. That's good for me. Yeah, that's a compliment. Leo energy is benefiting from the Mars and Aries transit. It's not all bad. It's not all bad. No, uh-uh. Okay. There's hope for you. Okay. What degree is your Mars in Leo? It says Mars is 6 and Leo is 9. Oh, okay. Well, you know, then you're benefiting from this transit. Now, we're going to have you come down, too, so I'll call you after the show. Oh, great. Can I ask you one more quickie? Well, I'm running out of time, but go ahead. Okay. I've got Mars and Leo. That's the kind of man that I'm looking for. And if a man has Venus in Leo, that's the kind of woman he's looking for? Not really. No. The, it is also more important to note what house your Mars is in. Yeah, the, what house the Mars is in will give you a further vibration. Like, what house is your Mars in? In the fifth house. Okay, so you have a double Leo effect then. You have Mars in Leo in the fifth house, which is a Leo vibration. So you are looking for a person with Venus in Leo or Venus in the fifth with a heavy Leo 9 vibration to complement that. Okay. I got to go. Thanks. Bye. Bye. That's another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Hope you liked it. See you real soon. Weekdays on the Fox at 12 noon. Bye-bye.